Bush and Richie here with your Daily Takeaway podcast. I just want to let you into something that's troubling me. Even though the show you're about to hear, it was a great show, wasn't it? It was a good show. We did, we, no, we, it's a great show, it was, I agree. It was a great show, uh, but beneath the surface, even though I was outwardly laughing, there was pain and sadness at, the, at my very core. And it's because I've got to fill in a, a form for our bosses that's so boring about tax. <laughs> I don't know if I can fill it in. Do you ever, you ever get a form sometimes think, that's too, uh, too boring, I can't fill that in? I've had to fill in the same form as you, and it's, it's taken, me, it's taken oh. me a week when it should have been just a day, uh, because I look at it and I just frost over. I'm <laughs> like, this is, this is awful. Section two, right? IR35, contract a statement. Choose the statement that applies to you, either A, B or C or tick the appropriate box I almost could cry <laughs> I maybe I'll just like would that be too much to hand in my resignation rather than have to fill in this form in <laughs> it might be um, in the category of cutting off your nose to spite your face probably will be alright I'll have to fill it in the daily takeaway Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway Bush and Richie we're back together back together uh, it's great to be back together I've just um Offered out the fisherman's friends around the group. Just had one cleared, ready in the uh, first two songs there. Who's taken one out and put it back on top of the pack? What's happened there? I oh, know. I tried to tip out one for myself. Two came out, and then I put that uh, very hygienically back on the top of the packet with my biro. Very honest of you, though. Yeah. That's where you pushed it back on with the biro. <laughs> I did. Well, it's an amazing thing, and you can smell the menthol in the air. <gasps> it's an ama- I don't know about you, but smells affect me greatly in that if I walk past someone who's got, say, let's just say, an aftershave or perfume of of someone that I've worked with or an ex that it, kind of, it does take you back a little bit and this morning on the way down to get the train into work my local area of Leon C had an incredibly strong sea smell you know like the smell of the seaside yeah proper like the smell, smell of crabbing mm-hmm. do you know what I mean like back in the olden days uh, and for some reason wherever I've lived over the years uh, they've, they've all been places that have had strong smells so uh, grew up in uh, Trowbridge aka Tro Vegas in Wiltshire there was a, I think an Usher's brewery there so you got a brewery smell quite a multi thing then we moved down to Devon and I lived in Brixham for a number of years seaside town had a fish market smelled of fish yep. and here I am in Leon Sea and it smells of the seaside so I just thought first hour of the show tonight if your local area has got a smell of something tell us about it where I live a little place in Hertfordshire called where Where? (laughs) which is confusing enough (laughs) in the first place um Maltings. It's it's yet another location that has there's got loads of those around and, and every now and then for whatever reason, I guess it's like a direction the wind the wind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get this fantastic smell. And I don't think it's a smell that everybody likes. So what is it then? What? Maltings. The, what? The, 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 the like the local maltings, the the, the, the brewery smells. It's absolutely oh. fantastic. I love it. So you like some people are a bit I weird about it. it. Exactly. You get others that are moaning about it all the time, but I love the smell. Undercurrent of Horlicks, and there's kind of an undercurrent <laughs> of like a multi Horlicks. Uh, Laura says if the wind's blowing in the right direction Wrigley's chewing gum I grew up right behind it and thought Plymouth always smelt of spearmint in the 80s <laughs> Dave says normally burning cars or weed thanks for that Sarah says stench of the dog food factory that makes me wretch in a certain area of Welling Garden City used to run past it every week and that's a breathe through my mouth <laughs> paint such a lovely picture couple of nasty smells there I've got one here from Katie who's tweeted which is it's it's enough to make me want to go and visit Pontefract I've never been Ooh. to Pontefract well we had the Pontefract cakes and that was it yeah yeah, it's true. Katie says, Pontefract smells like strawberry jellies from the Haribo factory. 
I love Haribo. See, I'm we we, we disagree on Haribo. We do, don't we? Because I believe Haribo <laughs> to be sweets for children. <laughs> and I absolutely love Haribo, whether it's a Tangfastic or one of the more sweety ones. But to be fair, though, that's in the morning, that kind of smell, that, that's better than dog food factory that Sarah's talking about. It does win, doesn't it? Edges it. It does, so overall. So look, if you've got a good smell or bad, either works. Uh, when I first moved in with my boyfriend, says this one, uh, he oh. lived in Cleckheaton near Bradford, where the Lion's Sweets Factory is. Ooh. Used to smell great on the days they were making the red midget gems. What is a midget gem? It's those t- absolutely tiny, uh, about a centimetre high, about the, the size of my little uh, fingernail there. What is it? They're like a little sweet? Yeah, it's like a little gum, yeah. They're absolutely gorgeous. I've not, been making them for years. I've not thought about them in donkey's years. So oh, good. Needs to get in my head what that smells like. Yeah. Jeremy says, when I was a kid living in Plymouth, we had the Farley's Rusk factory nearby. <laughs> Every morning I had that wonderful smell as I waited for the school bus. Why are we not allowed rusks I miss adults? I miss rusks so much. <laughs> so good. I've missed them every day of my life. Uh, we've got Andy on the line. Andy, what area had a niche smell for you, fella? I used to be in York and they were right next to the Nestle chocolate factory. So on a night out, you'd get the smell of really nice chocolate or slightly burnt chocolate, depending on the day. That's amazing. That was really nice. York, an amazing place. An amazing, amazing place York is. Uh, uh, but how does that affect you, though? For, you know, I imagine if I can smell chocolate all the time, I'm going to want chocolate. You did a bit, but again, depending on if it was slightly burnt or not, but it would always make it a bit pleasant when you walked out to go, oh, yeah, it's the... Clearly, chocolate time. It's like a good bisto advert, isn't it? (laughs) But I wonder whether it's an interesting. It could go two ways. The the point you make about smelling it all the time. If you're someone like me that really struggles to walk past chocolate and not eat it, if you're smelling it all the time, I wonder whether I would then actually want to eat it. I might not. It could be a slimming thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, to be fair, I did eat less chocolate that first year at uni. I'm moving to York. (laughs) Get yourself down to York. Yeah, I mean, I tried it up after a couple of years to work at the brewery, so you had the brewery smells on the way, on the uh, third year, so it was great, like, mix in that city. One end smells of chocolate, the other end smells of beer. Good, man. Well, listen, great to speak to you. You as well. Asking you, does your local area have a smell? A grey cat on Twitter says, I live in Burton-on-Trent. It smells of beer, marmite, tyres and despair. Uh, Abby says, uh, we're talking about if your local area smells of stuff, she says, Green and Common, where I walk the dog, famous for Women's Peace Camp, filming Star Wars, and now the Pickle Factory that makes the whole 280-hectare site smell like pickles. Wow. Is that like gherkin pickles? Or do you think like pickles? I'm thinking onions. I'd love that. I don't think I would. I would absolutely love walking around there. I struggle getting off Platform 6 at Liverpool Street by the uh, pasty shops. It still smells too oniony. Really? I don't think I could do a whole comma that smells of pickle. Genuinely, I think, weirdly, there's someone else I met over in Liverpool who has got a problem with, with onions. You're missing out on so yeah. many good things. Uh, Ross in Lincoln says, Walker's Crisp Factory, they make quavers. You can tell when they're in production, a cheesy aroma around the whole of the factory. Uh, Judith says, Gresty area of crew, Cheshire, smells of oats. Think flapjacks due to the Mournflake factory. Let's move there now. Oh. Oh, we'd be non-stop dirty flapjacks. <laughs> You'd never get a show. Uh, Gary, uh, what does your place smell of? Uh, Fisherman's Friend. It smells of menthol, because that's where I work. Oh, now, you know we're big fans of Fisherman's Friends yeah. on this show. We go through a couple of packs a week. I think we need to relocate. That'd be amazing. Well, yeah, I'm on the commute home now, which takes me about 25 minutes. But yes, indeed, I am... Can confirm smell of menthol. Can you also confirm? You know, as Bush says, big fans. Bush is the biggest fan of I'm the, the lot. I'm the dealer. But um, are, are there any sort of like new variant flavours on the way? We do like some of the like the black currant ones and the lemon ones, yeah. good as well. 
Well, absolutely. There's probably quite a few that you've probably never seen, to be honest with you. Some of the stuff doesn't go to the UK market. So Ooh. we have got uh, chocolate and mint, chocolate and orange, chocolate and cherry, salted caramel and chocolate. Salted caramel and chocolate? They sound like the ones you brought back from abroad. I bought back an orange. I bought back chocolate orange. Yeah, and yeah, I think yeah. I bought back a minty one. But some... I, I've never seen a salted caramel one. It's, a, it's not the first yep. time he's brought back some fruity stuff from Europe, that's for sure. <laughs> well, but yeah, we do over 25 flavours in the range and growing all the time so are, are, you, are you part of the <laughs> it's just a hard sell going on here a little bit are you part of the part of the fisherman's friends company absolutely yeah i'm, I'm a trainer i'm a company trainer wow so you're, you you could get us in if, if we were trying to do a factory tour richie and i you'd be able to get us into the fisherman's friend factory i can certainly ask oh wow. well this is getting better and better thank you so much not a problem at all Asking you if your local area has a unique smell, Liz says, mostly weed, to be honest, currently tinged with wood burners and fireworks. That's East London for you. Uh, right, Nick, uh, what, what about yours? What's it smell of? Um, we've got uh, two smells in this area um, some of the time. If the wind is blown from the east, then we have a smell from the mushroom farm. And when the oxygen gets into the manure, it stinks like rotten eggs. Nice. <laughs> So it's not very nice, that. But the predominant smell, actually, is when the wind blows from the west, which is the predominant direction. Um, and that's coming from Thatcher's Cider Farm. Oh, it's oh. yin and yang, isn't it? 50-50, how your day's going to go, depending on that wind blowing. Now, these days, you get some jazzy old alcoholic drinks. I wonder whether anyone has ever tried to fuse together cider with mushroom. I'm sure it's only a matter of time. Yeah, but it's, it's not what you think, because Thatcher's press blackcurrants for Ribena up in Gloucestershire, but they press blackcurrants down the road in Sanford, sorry, two miles down the road, and that smells like cannabis, and you would not believe how strong it is. And people in the area have phoned the police and said, hey, I can smell cannabis. Oh, and really? The thatches, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you haven't got someone who lives in the flat upstairs who've always got the electricity and lights on, have you, by any chance? <laughs> Maybe I should check. <laughs> where, where, where are you from? Because you've been saying what area this is. Where is the place you live? Yeah, it's North Somerset, Churchill, actually, but it's Sanford is the Thatcher's cider place. Good man. Nick, good to speak to you. Nice to speak to you. Producer Idem has just this minute gone downstairs to make us a cup of tea each. Here's the twist, though. Yeah. He doesn't drink hot drinks, so I don't know how this is going to pan out. Uh, the, well, I... I'm happy to say this while he's not in the studio because he's not here to hear it. The really weird thing about him not drinking hot drinks himself, he doesn't make a bad cup of tea. Well, we're going to find out. I feel like him wanting and being quite keen to offer makes him like a hot water voyeur. <laughs> this is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Some motoring news. Fords are going to stop making the Ford Fiesta. Wow, that's been a number of years, right? It has been. This has uh, hit me particularly hard today because this was my first car, the Ford Fiesta. They've been making these things since 1977 uh, and more than 20 million of the cars have been built for customers worldwide, making them uh, the UK's most successful car yeah. of all time. So, so many of us will have had a Ford Fiesta um, come through our lives at some point. We're we're all going to have stories that critically have, as a as a sort of like support actor in them, a Ford Fiesta. Do you know what Ford Fiestas remind me of? It's like steering locks, brake locks. You know the old <laughs> day. I don't know if people still do it anymore. Now we put a little lock on on the actual uh, steering wheel. And I stuff. remember when I had my first Ford Fiesta. It was you'd have a you'd have a steering lock on it. <laughs> uh, I couldn't fit the gear lock on it because I I adapted the gear stick on of course my. Of uh, you did. I, I bought myself a walnut effect gear knob. 
Really? Yes. I, I love that. That's pure but, first. But it didn't attach properly, so it meant that it added about, like, <laughs> 30 centimetres. It, it was like driving a coach. <laughs> really like high up. Changing the gear. It looked awful. I had to scrap it for £50. And the other thing as well, of course, when, when, you, when, you, when you're parking up, is uh, do a bit of... Uh, Button pressing, take your entire radio with you on a little handle. <laughs> like a tiny it. little girl's bag. So we are going to host on the show tonight a Fiesta Fiesta. We want to celebrate the Fiesta. So if there is a story of your life that has that support role of a Ford Fiesta in there at some point, we want to hear about it. Maybe on your wedding day, for example, you went to the church in a Ford Fiesta. That would work. <laughs> it would work. It's highly unlikely, I'd like to think. But... We, had, we had a Ford Fiesta when I was a kid, right? And uh, the fuel gauge had broken on it, right? Mm. So what, what my dad used to do is fill it up, zero the mileage. Clever. And then he knew when to, to fill up again. My yeah. brother was trying to get some extra pocket money clean the kind of dashboard, accidentally reset the fuel. So my mum was driving us to Plymouth for like a shopping trip and she ran out of petrol on whatever that dual carriageway is. She was fuming. Because then the RAC had to turn up and say, we've obviously got no petrol in there. Because to begin with, that would obviously be your dad's fault. Yeah. Until then, such point is discovered it's your brother's. Uh, honestly, I, I think he was going to Plymouth for me thinking he was going to get something. <laughs> he certainly didn't. <laughs> a thick ear, that's what he got. Uh, so, join our Fiesta Fiesta. Any story from your life, but it critically has to have a Ford Fiesta in the story. Oh, yeah. So, does this mean, like, some of them old cars that are no longer made, again, my knowledge of cars is quite poor, <laughs> if you have a Fiesta, it could be worth, like, loads of money. Yeah. Now that it's discontinued. Well, yeah, from next year, going to stop making them, so you've immediately got a vintage car, haven't you? Wow. Yeah. So, your stories, it can be a story about anything, but critically, it has to involve a Ford Fiesta, because that's our Fiesta Fiesta. Uh, Neil says, my first ever car was a red Fiesta. Uh, it gave me so much independence. I remember picking up Kirsty, my other half, for our first time in it and also bringing our son Callum home from hospital when he was born. Special memories. There you go. Uh, this tweet here, I picked up my mister from the station after a works Christmas drinks. Ooh. He asked to stop for a kebab. I was waiting and a man came out the pub opposite and walked to my fiesta and got in. I'd forgotten to lock the doors. I just said, uh, no. He turns and goes, oh, no, and got out. Lucky. Little snapshot of Britain in the 1970s for you there. <laughs> Rachel's in Bridgend uh, says, I had my first born uh, in the front of a Ford Fiesta on the way to hospital. Oh my God, that's amazing. I know. That's almost like the nativity, but in the future. <laughs> Uh, what about this one? Uh, uh, they don't leave their name. So such a romantic story. Took the girlfriend home after the pub, feeling a little fruity, but, but her parents were still up. My girlfriend had the keys to her mum's Fiesta with her. We ended up having Nookie in the back. It's the only time we had Nookie in a car. That was 1990, and we're still together now. Like I said, <laughs> wonderful story. Thank you for joining the Fiesta Fiesta. Uh, Judy, tell us about your dad's. Yeah, he had a bright yellow Fiesta Sport and it had black go faster stripe and he was very very proud of it and um one year we decided to go on or they decided to go on holiday to costa Brava. and <laughs> um, my mum was afraid of flying back in the 80s and so my dad thought it would be a brilliant idea for us to drive wow so, <laughs> to the costa Brava. whereabouts in the uk were you for starters uh we lived in south london Wow, so that would have been kind of like trip down to the ferry, uh, you know, put into yeah. the car in, in your pajamas, that kind of thing, old fashioned 80s travelling. Right, yeah, the ferry from uh, Dover to Calais, and then we drove through Paris around the Paris periphery, 
down to Leon, down to Dijon, like Dijon, then Leon, down. I'll tell you what, with your accent and the fact that it was a yellow car and in that era, I'm hearing the Only Fools and Horses music because <laughs> you're telling us. <laughs> Julie, how long did that trip take? Three days. Wow. Three days? And then how long were you on the Costa Brava for? Uh, two weeks, and then we had to drive all the way back again. Can I ask you a question? Don't take this the wrong way, Julie. Your, your dad wasn't on the run for any reason, was he, by any chance? <laughs> no, he wasn't. <laughs> it would have it been quite a hell of a story, wouldn't it? Because, um, yeah, I was I was about 12, 13 at the time, and my sister was 10. It was an absolute nightmare, to be fair. It really well, was. Well, what great memories, though. An amazing... Bearing in mind it's everything's on a plate for you these days with holidays, it, that, that's a proper experience that you'll, you'll never leave you, will it? It will never leave us, no. It was it was awful. We stank when we got that. <laughs> Julie, thank you so much for joining the Fiesta Fiesta. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Simon said I had a Fiesta as my first car. Couldn't work out why the carpet was wet. But only when I drove in the wet, not parked in the rain. Lift, <laughs> lifted the carpet. The, f- <laughs> the floor had rotted out. <laughs> the rain was actually splashing off the road. I've had seven since. They've all been ace. All right, Fred Flintstone. Uh, we're just wondering whether do kids know who you know Fred Flintstone is? Uh, Jackie and Tom from Royston say, Bush and Richie, I've just asked my 11-year-old if he knew who Fred Flintstone is. He said, yes, he's the bloke from Top Gear. <laughs> Time's up for Fred. That's it. The, the even Game's worse thing is they don't even know he was a cricketer. Who? Freddie, Flint, uh, uh, Freddie Flintoff. The what do you mean? Thing. The 11-year-old oh. doesn't know that the bloke on Top Gear, who's called Freddie, gotcha. is actually Andrew, and he's a cricketer. This just gets more oh, and more complicated, doesn't it? It really is. It's our Fiesta Fiesta. They're scrapping Ford Fiestas. Tell us a story. It's got to involve a Fiesta. Uh, Pete, tell us yours. I have indeed. Uh, yeah, bought a 2011 Ford Fiesta a little while ago. Um, off a mate of mine. For 800 quid. And it's done 212,000 miles. <laughs> wow. <laughs> now... I don't know very much. Don't know very much about cars, but what's the average amount of mileage a car would have? It's like that, that seems like a lot of miles. You're looking at about twelve thousand a year, I would say. Wow. Uh, I bought it on two thousand, and uh, I bought it with two hundred eight thousand on it, and it's now done two hundred twelve. Wow, so it's a proper old trooper that car. <laughs> have you got a name oh, for it? it? Do you call it something? Uh, Pippin. Oh, it's lovely. Pippin. <laughs> Pippin. <laughs> it was already named Pippin. I just took it on. Wow. Well, and has Pippin had ups and downs? Like you've had to, you know, put her in for repair or, or you do it yourself? Or what's the story? Well, I actually work at a garage in Western Supermare. Right. Um, but I, I, all I've done to it is just service it and a couple of bits. Fair enough. Wow, 212,000. Well, that's, that's a record so far. If anyone can beat that, 212,000 miles on a car, pip in there, get in touch. Bless you. I reckon those people down to the Costa Brava earlier put a few <laughs> yeah. miles on. On the run. <laughs> it sounds it. Sounds like I'm on the run. Uh, tell us your story. That It has to involve a fiesta in the story. Uh, we've got Helen waiting on the line. Helen, y- you love your fiestas, right? Oh, my God. I have always loved Ford cars. I've had a KA, I've had a uh, Focus, but fiesta have always been my favourite. My first car was a Fiesta, a little blue one, which, as I said, did get broken into, unfortunately. Once by uh, a friend, because I locked the keys in the car. Oh, yeah, good old days with the old coat hanger, <laughs> that kind of stuff. <laughs> and then, like, did you, in terms of Fiestas, did you stay with them or did you maybe cheat on them with another brand of car? I, I did, I did slightly. Um, went from the Focus to a Kia, 
and uh, Cleo, but no, didn't have good experiences with them. So now I've gone back to Fiesta. It's full circle. A, it's gone full circle, totally. It has. I have a titanium at the moment, and I love it. It's a 10, you know, 2010 reg. Yeah. But I, 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 can't, I can't get rid of it. It's gorgeous. I love it. Well, you can't now, because it's going to be a classic car no, now. Yeah, I think, I think, you know, when when I heard you say it was going, I was like, oh, no, no, no. But then I thought, oh, hang on. <laughs> Be in the money. If I hold on to this. <laughs> Could be worth a few, Bob. <laughs> so, how do you feel about the fact that I, I presume you were hoping to get a, a new um, Fiesta after this one has kind of uh, yes. run its course? How do you feel now, like, you know, Richie's news that, that that's it for the Fiesta? If I'm totally honest, I, I do feel gutted. Yeah. Because it would have taken me that long to save up, you know? But. Well, look, they're going st- to stop making them next year. So I, know, I can't afford one next year. <laughs> it's taking me about another five years, you know. Seventy-five grand on Friday on this here show. Well, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I've tried that so many times. <laughs> this is Bush and Rich's daily takeaway. Now an update uh, for our audience at large, but uh, some 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 new news for you. Yesterday, wow. I'm sure if you were here yesterday, you would have given me the sympathy. My my tumble dryer died the night before. Is this the one that makes noises and sings songs to you and stuff? It used to, oh, yeah. Oh, no. One of the, well, you know, a Samsung classic. They used to do the... Anyway, the song goes on, but it didn't sing anymore because oh. it won't work anymore. You're not singing anymore. And we were just saying on the show how people are happy to give you sympathy if your dog dies, but if an appliance dies, they don't care. So we should we should sympathise with people when their appliance dies. There should be, you know, a section in, like, Clinton's cards. Yes. With, like, I'm really yeah. sorry your toaster's <laughs> packed in. Exactly. That. Well, I have news. Lazarus the tumble dryer spins again. Ooh. Because man came round this morning, uh, the fan's out of shape, he's fixed it, it's working again! Yay! Back yes. in the game. It's living, and more importantly, I don't have to buy a new one. Hey, I, for me, the only proof that this is back and working again, I want to hear it sing. Is there any way of bringing that in for tomorrow's show? Tomorrow I shall have him sing for you again. Ooh. The Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. <laughs> Yeah, it's just, you're still looking at the form. I can't. If I give you five quid, will you fill this in for me? Do you know what? To it's the best of your knowledge. Really, really, really interesting thing you say there. Why, why is there out there no like company or service that yeah. exists for filling in forms for people? Like if you've had to do the passport, renew your passport or something like that, get someone in to do it for you. Hackers are so clever these days. The internet is so resourceful. Anyone can find anything out about anyone if they want. So... Why can't you just pay through the nose to get people to fill in forms for you? And take it one further as well, right? You know, like, say there's, like, a... Uh, like, maybe you're meeting, like, in-laws or you've got to go to a dinner party with yeah. you don't really... Would it be too bad to, like, someone could just sit in and do that for you? Oh, that would be amazing. Actually, it's just like a guy called Keith will just be there well, for him. hologram technology suggests that you could send a hologram to sit in for you. Oh. If ABBA can still perform at 100%. the Copper Box in London... Yeah, yeah, yeah. ...then why why can you not send a hologram to see in-laws? Not that you would need to do no, that. No, I wouldn't want to do it in a million years, And I obviously. wouldn't want to no, either. Never, but um, it'd be all right, though, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> 